Hi, welcome to Financial Planning Explained. I'm your host, Mike Menninger, Certified Financial Planner, owner and founder of Menninger & Associates Financial Planning. On my show, I like to discuss the six different areas of financial planning, and what I try to do is provide an educational and hopefully entertaining experience for the viewers uh, as we discuss the various areas of financial planning. Uh, generally, I try to bring in corporate executive, uh, business owners, and uh, industry-wide experts and it just so happens that I've got two of the above with my guests here today. And one of my only second time guests, Dave Gary, thanks for coming. Thanks for having me. And I got Doug Braun here also. Thanks for having us. Uh, thanks guys. These guys are uh, newly formed, new business, although they've been in the business for a while. So they're, they're co-owners of Prime Real estate, what is it? Prime real estate team. That's mm -hmm. it. Prime real estate team. Yes, sir. Um, yeah, I've, I've worked with Dave uh, for a while now, I've referred to him to several clients. Um, here we are talking about a very interesting uh, topic today. Um, normally, I, you know, we're taping this a week before we're actually airing it. And in light of the real estate market has been Kind of a little on the crazy side yes. lately. I, I figured it's important to share that today is Friday, July 8th, uh, 2022, because you know we air these shows on multiple media outlets. We've got you know iTunes, podcasts, YouTube, uh, my website. And if one were to pick this up and look at it three months, six months, or one month down the pike, they're like, oh my goodness, that's old news. Right. But what's also cool sometimes is it's really cool to look back at where were we sure. at this time. Sure. And we're certainly at a wild time right now, and we're gonna talk about it. Yeah, okay? Absolutely. It's, it's fun to talk about, but before we get into that, tell me a little bit about yourselves and the, the new firm that you just created. Sure. Sure. I'll, I'll start. You wanna start, uh, David? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, again, thanks for having me on, appreciate it. You bet. Happy to be back. And uh, last time we talked, I was with another company, and uh, my partner, Doug, and I had, uh, had been working for a good 18 months now to get our own brokerage up and running. Sure. Um, a lot of time and effort, but as of about a month ago, six weeks ago, we officially are up and running. And uh, we decided that after interviewing with several different um, brokerages and different people and different financial experts, uh, industry experts, that no one had it perfect. Everyone, I like this about this company. I like that about that company. And uh, so we kind of cherry picked all the things that I felt was the most important. That is a company that suits everybody. Experts, beginners, training, different like personal training, hands-on training, things like that. Um, so we felt as though, not that we could do it better, but we felt that there was a, a better solution out there to encompass everybody. And uh, so far it's been fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we already have 20 people on our team, including Doug and myself. Wow. And uh, yep. we hit the ground running. Day one we came out firing with, you know, getting a lot of deals on the contract and it's been a ton of fun trying to figure out everything and, and <laughs> it's, it's a different avenue. So we've been training, mentoring, recruiting for uh, about almost seven years now, but now it's uh, basically just Doug and I. Right. Well, right. cool. So what I don't, your, your industry is kind of similar to ours in that I have to report to a broker dealer and you guys sort of have to report to, and I'm thinking you've got the Century 21s, the, the um, Keller Williams, Keller like Williams, all that. Mm. Uh, are you now your own broker, or are you answering? Oh, you yes, are your I own. I am the broker of record for Prime Real Estate. Team. That's yes. terrific because then what it enables you to do within the rules, mm -hmm. 
it allows you to do how you want to do Correct. it. Correct. Which I think is absolutely fantastic. My career has gone to the point where I'm almost com there. I, mm -hmm. I don't can't really get there because I always have to answer to someone who sure. provides oversight, and that's okay. Yeah. Okay, because they basically provide protection between me and the public, which is fine. Sure. Um, but having your own business is just phenomenal. Mm -hmm. It enables you to put your own style right. on how you do things, and you are the boss now mm -hmm. as opposed to somebody else. So Correct. congratulations to Thank both you of too. you for Appreciate doing that. Yes. That's, that's a great leap, and as long as the two of you as business partners can stay yep. that way, yep. sure. I applaud both of you for doing it. Congratulations mm -hmm. to you. both of you. Thank Appreciate you. It. Yeah, it was, it's been really fun to build it in our own image. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then, okay. you know, with our own values and how we want, you know, we feel a real estate company really should run. Right. So, so you have 20 people working for you. How many of them are licensed realtors? All, All of them. Oh, oh, okay. We actually have no W-2 employees at this time. Correct. Oh. All 1099 independent contractors. Okay. Yep. Okay, interesting. But mm -hmm. I got to imagine at some point you're going to need administrative stuff. Correct. Yes. Yeah. It's, on, it's on the to-do list. You're right. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We almost felt like we need to learn all facets of the business yes. before we start handing it over to someone else. Well, this is a very interesting time. So let's talk about today's <laughs> time. So, you know, where are we right now? So people think that I've got it tough, all right? Well, <laughs> I don't personally think I have it that tough. We're financial planners, but, you know, we're obviously impacted by how the stock and bond markets do because people are looking at us, hey, you know what, you're managing our money and it's going down. Um, but what has happened this year is we started the year, mortgage rates were to the tune of two and three quarters percent and they actually reached a peak probably mid-June, mid to late mm -hmm. June of almost 6%. Almost. It broke six, mm -hmm. did it break six? Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, yeah, it broke it, like a day or two. Yeah, it broke mm -hmm. six and now has been coming back. Now, for what it's worth, to tie it all in, is the reason why interest rates are going up so high, and it trickles its way down to you guys, yeah. but it starts off with the 800-pound gorilla in the room that I talk about all the time is inflation. Right. Okay. When inflation's real high, then the federal government uh, needs to combat inflation, and to combat inflation, what they do is they raise interest rates. When they raise interest rates, it's not the same thing as raising mortgage rates. They're raising the rates with which they lend to banks and stuff like that. But then that subsequently trickles down and the going interest rate, which is the 10-year treasury, goes up with it. Mm -hmm. And then subsequently, mortgage rates are predicated on what is the 10-year treasury. Mm -hmm. Then when mortgage rates are too high, it then becomes unaffordable for a homeowner to buy a house, I say unaffordable, <laughs> less affordable. affordable. Yes. So, my goodness, I, I have a few clients, one very near and dear to me who just sold her house, uh, not settled, settled next week, um, just caught the peak of the market. And, you know, I look at the craze and I feel really bad for the young people, you know, mm -hmm. the, 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 in their 20s, mm -hmm. their, their first house. They can't afford it. Right. And, and, it's, and it's sad. But it got to the point, and, and this will be cool to look at this six months or a year from now, but you list a house and you got 30, 40 people looking at it on the weekend and you've got 15 offers on Sunday night and 10 of them are over asking price. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Probably it's all 15. crazy. Mm -hmm. or, or all 15. <laughs> and without inspections, mm -hmm. as is, mm -hmm. 
Like, I've, in my lifetime, never seen anything like, like this. Mm. And no. so you guys just, obviously, being in the industry, has there ever been anything like this? No. Unprecedented. Um, yes. Yeah, I mean, not even even before your time, before you were born. I mean, no. It's never been like this. It's okay. not in my lifetime. It's yeah. beyond crazy at the moment. But it's settling down a little bit. Yes. In and, pockets. Right. That's what we decided. That when you look at it, so it, it, I, every day I still sell a lot of real estate. So I'm obviously the co-owner of the company, but I'm also out there showing houses, listing houses every right. single day. Mm -hmm. um, one, because I need to, and two, because it helps me stay engaged with the market. And it's, I can't explain why and what's happening because the rates that you said have pulled back a little bit, but I, I lost an offer yesterday. There was 19 offers in. I lost an offer last week. 60, As a buyer. Over. As, As a, buyer. a buyer. Yep, yep. last week, you know, 60,000 over. Um, and then I get buyers on a contract for 10, 15, $20,000 on a contract sometimes. Some houses sit, some houses are still mm -hmm. getting 30 offers. And I really can't figure out exactly what the magic thing that is going on with certain properties still. But all I'm saying is there's like a slight shift, a deceleration, if you will, mm -hmm. for most places, but not all. Right. So it, it's just, it's so hard. It's so, we're so in flux right now. The market is so volatile and things are changing so rapidly that it's just, it's really hard to put a, you know, say blanketly that the market's slowing down or it's not. I, I do think it is. I think the raise, rising in, in, uh, increase in interest yeah. rates <laughs> has definitely scared off, like you mentioned, the younger generation, the first time home buyers, the people who are unable to afford it. Because first, home, uh, home values went up, now rates are going up. Right. So now those the it's rates, a double whammy. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Right. Last time we spoke, we, we talked about how the increase in property values is justified by the low rates. Mm -hmm. It was a year and a half ago, Dave. It's a totally yeah. different environment right. than well, it was a year and a half ago. We still have increasing property values, but mm -hmm. with higher rates. So now there's no justification for those massive prices. So as we said, the people who don't have a large down payment are able to uh, cover up any shortfall on appraisal, if you want to get into that. Um, they're kind of getting beat out. Uh, it, it, so I'm noticing the, of course, the cash buyers, 20% down buyers are always winning like they will in every market. Of course. Usually, but it is. It's the younger generation. It's just the college is kind of getting priced out. It's, mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's sad. Do you think the government, I know they have FHA loans that you can get up to three and a, you only have to put three and a half percent down. Do you think the government might step in and kind of provide assistance for first time home buyers where, you know, if they look to buy a house for 300 grand and all of a sudden, you know, it goes for 350 but still appraises for 300, they can't get in because they have no, to come up right. with the 50,000 that it's over yeah. the appraisal. Then. Yeah the three and a half or 20 or 10% that they're mm. going to put down. It's ridiculous. Yeah, I, yeah. It's, a, it's a great question. I it's, guess what you'd have to do, I can take this one. Yeah, it's, it's very difficult right now for FHA buyers to get into the house. And I think at some point the government will probably have to do something to try to and level the, to, yeah, to level the playing field a little bit. That's because they're appraising less than the yeah. sale value. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, because mm -hmm. the appraisals are always several months, six months to a year behind actual values because it's always yeah, it's reactionary. Yeah, it's reactionary. Yeah. Well, yeah, okay, but some of those sales have, there's been, well, there haven't been a lot. I just hear what's going on, and I actually feel bad for the people mm -hmm. because, you know, the example that I use when I'm talking to clients, whether they're buying or selling or whatever, is, you know, you have 10 people who put an offer in a house, nine of them are walking away, mm -hmm. shut out. Yep. Mm -hmm. And if those same nine people go look at the next house, eight of them are walking away, mm -hmm. shut out. And you go down the list, people are getting shot out yes. several times, yes. which is why they're saying, gosh darn it, I don't want to do this anymore. Right. I'm willing to pay a stupid amount for the house. Correct. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. There's and, a, people are being exhausted 
by you know losing offers and so mm -hmm. forth. And right. They're just willing, like you said, to do things that in a normal market they wouldn't be willing to do. Yeah. Right. You know, yeah. Buying a house level. without an inspection. Yeah. Are you crazy? Yeah. You know. There's like a natural progression that I see where everyone walks in and I tell people, I never will advocate anyone to waive an inspection, mm. but it is my job to tell people that, you know, if you are comfortable to do this, this is your decision. In my professional opinion, do not do this, but if you want to be more competitive, this is your decision. So another thing actually that mm. we've been doing a lot recently is we're not home inspectors, right. but I've been on dozens and dozens of home inspections in my life, so therefore I do know a bit about construction homes. Right. So mm. I'll go through with a fine tooth comb during a showing to try and spot any major issues. Now the house is built in 1857. Yeah, or you know, septic right. exactly. system, you're doing a home right. inspection. Right, house right, is right. three years old, in good shape, I can tell somebody confidently that, listen, if this is something that you're comfortable with, you can waive inspections. But what happens is when I have that speech with people, most people look at me like I have three heads. Like, right. are you insane? Like you just said, are you insane? Right. And then you lose three, four, five houses, and then they start to say, I guess this is what you have to do in the compete in this market. I know. And, right. and it's, 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 there's a fine line between adequately representing your clients mm -hmm. and getting your clients into a property. And right, right. now that fine well, line is almost non-existent. Right. I, I got to imagine you have to be awfully careful because there's liabilities. There's sure. professional liability. <laughs> <We> <laughs> One of the things that we are doing is we are going to incorporate a waiver of responsibility, letting people know, like, hey, we do not recommend that you waive inspections. Right. You know, for the following reasons, da, 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 um, for protection for ourselves. Mm -hmm. um, and we, again, we tell them op openly, like, this could go very sideways for you. So sideways you, would be good. Yeah. South is bad. Yes. <laughs> right. East West is okay. <laughs> right. Right. Um, so. Please understand that waiving an inspection is not. It's risky. Yes. Yeah. It's absolutely. There's no question Very it's risky. risky. Yes. Um, we're up against break already, all right, mm -hmm. if you can believe that. Sure. Um, so I could talk about this for hours. I want to be able to make sure that we talk about a bunch of topics, sure. but we'll sure. pick up where we left off. Sure. So uh, please stay tuned. We will be back with you in just a few moments. Have you saved enough for retirement? Are you financially prepared for an emergency or unexpected event? Have you thought about your financial future? Hi, I'm Mike Menninger, founder of Menninger & Associates Financial Planning. For over 20 years, we have been answering our clients' questions just like these as we develop unique and comprehensive financial plans tailored to meet their needs. When addressing your financial plan, we incorporate your entire financial picture, including taxes, estate planning, as well as investment planning and retirement planning. So call us today for a complimentary no-obligation consultation. A unique approach to financial planning. Welcome back to Financial Planning Explained. I'm your host, Mike Menninger, Certified Financial Planner, and I got the co-owners here of uh, I always Prime Real Estate Team. <laughs> Why I do that, I have no idea. It's, it's really bad of me. But, you know, we're talking about the crazy um, housing market right now, the, the residential housing market, and how people have been getting shut out constantly. People are, you know, buying houses without having the inspection and the risk that they're taking. But one of the things that um, I've noticed, and I'm not sure, you know, this is the chicken and the egg yes. thing. So now, all of a sudden, rentals 
whether it be apartments, people renting houses, uh, parts of their houses, mm -hmm. they're getting really expensive. Yes. So which came first? Is it the rentals went up and people said, man, I'm tired of this renting thing, I want to buy? Or are the, or the, rent, the, the rental companies mm -hmm. or apartment complex are saying, hey, look at this, we can really shaft the people <laughs> because we can. <laughs> right. uh, which came first, the chicken or the it's egg? It's cyclical. Like, there, one is affecting the other, the other one is now affecting the other like in the same way yeah you know people are getting tired of the housing market and losing so they're going okay i'm going to rent and then the rental price goes up and then they're like oh i need to now it's cheaper to buy mm -hmm. you know what i mean but then some people can't and you know afford to buy a home or don't have the opportunity to buy a home so now they're in that crazy rental market and it's just you know constantly it's it's almost as crazy if not crazier than the the sales well so given the person who wants to move from one house to another, they have the advantage of that the house that they're selling is also going to get the stupid, ridiculous price and terms. Yep. But, it, you know, so going down in value actually helps those yes. folks. But um, what have you found in the, when I say rental market, the investors, mm -hmm. the investors buy in properties because Part of the rental cost are very simply, hey, if I'm paying $300,000 for a house, you know, whatever the, the, the numbers are, I got to do 5% mm -hmm. per year. Mm -hmm. If the value of the house goes from 300 to 400, well then 5% yep. goes from 15,000 a year to 20,000 a year in rent. Mm -hmm. Have you found a change in investors buying properties? Are um, they backed off or are they increasing more? Um, I got a couple things to say about that. One thing that I did notice is that exactly what you said about when you're selling a house and buying a house, it's not a huge deal because you're getting, you're selling your house for a premium, you're buying a house for right. a premium. Right, premium, that's a good word. Mm. It's supposed to be ridiculously stupid. <laughs> I, that's the more politically correct, yeah. which correct. I, I'm not politically correct. <laughs> so what I noticed was happening, is happening, is that when you're just on the seller side and you don't have to buy, you're just raking it in, right? Oh, absolutely, right. sure. So what's happening is a lot of these investors are unloading their, their rental properties because mm -hmm. they're cashing in on their right. investment. Mm -hmm. So now, all these people that used to be tenants are getting kicked out. Oh, right. Owner which occupants. is creating right. more. And also, at kind of at a short notice. Like yeah, oh yeah. Be out in a month or two, and now they're, you know, frantically trying to find a new place to live and which willing is creating a, a greater demand correct. willing correct. to pay yep. so more correct. just like on oh my goodness i would say three to five times a week i get a call from someone in a complete panic saying i'm being kicked out of my apartment mm -hmm. and i have nowhere to go can you find me a place to live so wow i'm a landlord i have rental properties and i would say if i had to make up a number all the rents after losing a tenant and finding a new tenant have gone up 25 percent in the last two years wow. something insane like that yeah and if i put a place up no, this is not an exaggeration. I've gotten four to six to 700 phone calls from people who want it. So there might be 50, 60, 70 applications for one rental place. So the right. rental market is just a stupid, crazy, yeah, it's, it's wacky. actually crazy. Right. We actually are crazier. in the midst really? of a housing mm -hmm. crisis. We don't have enough mm -hmm. homes or living spaces for yeah. our population right now. Supply and demand. Right. Simple as that. Yeah, you know, so stealing business away from you guys. I'm a financial planner. <laughs> I'm neutral. All right. Um, so I had a client asking me, you know, she sold a house in this market mm -hmm. and she's asking me, when should I buy? I'm like, well, you are in the power position. Correct. You got potloads of cash yeah. as a result of the sale of your house at a stupid, ridiculously high mm -hmm. premium. Premium. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I said, you're in a power position in that 
when, you know, it's good if interest rates are high. It's mm -hmm. good if mm -hmm. the demand slows down. It's good if all these happen because you're the one who has cash is not in a position of buying. Right. I would rather see you pay the stupid, crazy high rent for a year, year and a half, mm -hmm. because your cost of the additional rent, mm -hmm. the premium, mm -hmm. I'll learn if I hang with you guys long <laughs> enough to be a little more politically correct, um, that the amount of premium that they pay on the rental is a whole lot less than the values going down. Now, mm -hmm. do you think that, I know I have my opinions, mm -hmm. how much, uh, let's say two years, how much has the median house gone up in two years? I think I just read it was 10% year over year from May last year to May this year, and then it was- Only 10? I think it was 10 from year over year, because it, it went up bigger, I think it went up higher from 20 to 21 than 21, mm -hmm. 22. Really? So over the last two years, I, I mean, I mean, twenty plus percent. I, I just know the one particular house that I'm thinking about went up almost thirty-five percent in two years. Also depends where you are. Right. The suburbs are seeing a bigger increase than the cities. Correct. Which, to a great extent, was a direct result of the pandemic. Correct. Correct. You know, and as well as probably shore properties. Mm -hmm. So the beach always had to get hit the hardest. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, fact of the matter is, is that in the cities during the pandemic, it was problematic because. People are out, mm -hmm. yeah. okay? Work from home. Mm -hmm. Hey, if I could work from home, I, I'm not a city guy, okay? If I could work from home with a backyard and a fence and the dog and the kids, mm -hmm. you know, uh, that's much greater. If sure. I could work from my beach house, that's a whole lot greater yeah. than working from my high-rise apartment in the city. For sure. So that created a suburban push. Yes, mm -hmm. definitely. Which, mm -hmm. once again, you talk about cyclical. Mm -hmm. Here now, People moving out of the cities are creating the demand, but now inner city demand, or shall I say, is there a much greater um, availability in the cities or no? I mean, you're I saying think, it's, it's- I mean, I don't think it's as, the demand is as high for the, as is like the suburbs, but again, like I said, we just have a shortage of places for people to live. So people will find a place and then they'll go, okay, yeah, this is a place for me to live. Okay, right. I live here. So then that raises the next question because it, you know, sometimes nothing makes sense. Mm -hmm. um, housing starts and building permits took, a, I think, an 11% drop month over month mm -hmm. from April to May. Mm -hmm. Yes, April to May. So if there's not enough properties, don't you think the builders say, woohoo, let's take advantage of this mm -hmm. and b build more properties? Mm -hmm. Or are they concerned that by the time they get done building it, the demand is down? Yeah, that's it possible. I, I know one thing is just the cost of materials. So building right. in general has been astronomical. Mm -hmm. That's know, true, but that's come down too. Sure. I know yep. a lot of builders took a huge bath oh. last year. They got mm -hmm. they locked in and now they have these building right. like escalations to allow mm -hmm. for increase in material right. prices. But, so that's definitely part of it. But yeah, I mean, you nailed it. The only real way to manufacture inventory is literally manufacture inventory. Right. Um, but that's a good point. I'd actually never even thought of it that way, that because we're in such a volatile market, you start building something today in the mm -hmm. seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13 months it's gonna take to build a place with supply mm -hmm. chain issues. Who knows? Are You're rates right. gonna be 8%? Are right. they gonna be able to sell for what they thought they were? Are prices gonna come mm -hmm. down? Right, in other it's words, a, you have the, right. a, the exact opposite yeah. could happen, mm -hmm. where yeah. all of a sudden your building costs go up 
and the value yeah. goes down. Yeah. The builders can. Yeah. And by the way, I'll have you know, I don't have a whole lot of love, you know, to, to, to <laughs> the builders because builders really hurt a lot of people in the recession, mm. and they basically just passed a lot of their losses and put a lot of people out of mm. business. So mm -hmm. it left. I, I know people very close to me that got, got sure. hurt by the builders uh, 15 years ago. So when we were last on the show a year and a half ago, almost two years, um, I had a prediction that absolutely failed miserably, <laughs> okay? I was expecting that commercial real estate would really begin to fall on its face as mm -hmm. a direct result of the pandemic. Mm -hmm. The direct result of the pandemic, not the pandemic itself, but again, a trickle-down effect, was that companies realized, holy smokes, you know what? Uh, people can work from home and many of them are just as productive. Mm -hmm. And since, you know, I ran from the financial side, the PNL of a services organization. Sure. Once you got past labor, rent was your biggest thing. Mm -hmm. So if I could take a hundred thousand square foot space, reduce it to 50,000, look at all the money I'm saving. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So what have you seen over the last year and a half in the commercial real estate market and where's it going? Tell your story about the, uh, the condos. Oh, okay. Like so, them. near where I live, there is a retail shopping center. And when it was first built, all the retail stores were on the bottom and then the head offices on the top. Right. That has actually been bought by a developer and they are taking all of the offices on the top and they're converting them to residential because they're trying to Ooh, meet. Ooh, interesting idea. Right, because they're okay. trying to meet this need for right. the residential because, you know, we just people need places for to live. sale or, mm -hmm. or apartments for like rent. condos to, to buy okay interesting okay i could say hey you so, know what Th that's what's great about being in a capitalistic society mm -hmm. yeah because the reality of it is that we'll figure out a way to make a buck right exactly and, right. you know right wrong or indifferent mm -hmm. greed not greed you know call it what right. you want sure. if there's a way to make a buck right. people they're gonna do it and you're right. satisfying a need. There's a, there's, if there's a decreased demand for commercial and increased demand for residential, it's a no-brainer. Right. right. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. People are pivoting. Yeah. yeah. Well, and you know what? That's also good. And that's what capitalism does. Sure. Is it, it, it enables the pivoting. Um, if you can believe it already, mm -hmm. we're done. We're out of time. <laughs> uh, this has been great. I, you know what? If we do this again when it's crazy, uh, I think we should maybe make a double episode out of it. Um, but, you know, I appreciate you guys. Uh, I, I certainly wish you the best with your Thank business. You. I know Thank both you. of you have been really successful, great realtors. You just decided to go out on your own, so to speak, and do it yourself. And mm -hmm. I will tell you, from my experience in my world, okay, the people that hang their own shingle mm -hmm. are usually the better people because if you stink at what you do, mm -hmm. there's no way in the world you're capable of hanging your own shingle. Yeah, so like just by you doing that tells me a lot about the success and your ability to do it because you're tired of donating all this money to other people <laughs> who, you know. So anyway, that was my plug for you guys because I know, uh, first time I met you, but I know Dave, I've known you for a while mm -hmm. and you're a great realtor. You guys are gotta both be good to be in the position you're at. So what I'd like you to do, take a moment, look in the camera and just say how they can contact. Well, okay, guess what? It's up on the screen. Yeah, so sure. go ahead, Dave. Just like the slide says, uh, prime R E team com, which is primerealestateteam.com is our website. If you need to contact us directly, there's info at primereteam.com. And of course, our broker phone number is at the bottom there, 215-693-6155. Call, email, any way you want to get a hold of us is fine. We're always available. Well, this is good. So now we, we caught you. And I, I just, I love having a, um, different professions in 
And especially in crazy times, and I'm not sure if we designed it that way. We may have. Okay. <laughs> it was, I think when we talked about having you on the show was before the peak. Sure. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now all of a sudden, I, I think we reached mm -hmm. and surpassed the peak, but I don't know. Right. You, you never know where the peak or the bottom is yeah. until you're able to look yeah. in the right. rearview mirror. Right, sure. We know that. I say okay. sure. 20. Exactly. Because everybody asks me, yeah, we hit the bottom, we hit the peak. <laughs> yeah, I'll let you know in a year. Yeah. Give me next year's newspaper. I'll tell you exactly <laughs> when the, you know, the peak or the bottom is. But, you know, uh, gentlemen, I, I thank you very much for being thank on you. the show. Love to have you back uh, again at a time when things are different. We were focused on corporate real estate a year and a half ago. Now we're focused on residential real estate. And I know you guys do both of them. Do you also guide um, clients for rentals? Yes. I mean, like, okay, so I may have people for you on that one too. <laughs> I don't think of rental, but you know, I, I have a, actually a couple of my staff sure, sure. Are, are really looking for rentals right now. Sure. And I always, I'm not a big fan of apartment complexes. That's just mm. me personally, sure. mm. because I've rented from people like who rented themselves. Sure. I just think it's much more personable sure, it is. as opposed to an apartment complex. Definitely. I'm a big fan of townhouses. I think it's a great way for the younger generation to be able mm -hmm. to get a good value mm -hmm. for what they're paying for. But sure. anyway, guys, thanks for being on Thank the show. You. Absolutely appreciate it. Thank you, Dave. Thank you, Mike. Thank, Thank you, you, Doug. This was great. So I hope everybody here got something out of today's episode. I'll be very curious to see again how the real estate market does. But you know, I'm, I'm happy for these guys for you know, formulating their own broker and confident that they're going to do very well. So anyway, again, uh, it's all designed about a learning experience, which is why I call it Financial Planning Explained. So signing off, thank you very much for joining. I'm Mike Menninger, your host of Financial Planning Explained. And I thank you again for joining, and I look forward to you joining again next week. Thank you. <laughs>